0: The Assistive Technology Seating and Wheeled Mobility Special Interest Group of the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy, a component of APTA, is bringing you this podcast. This interview with Penny Powers was conducted by Barbara Crane on the role of physical therapists in the provision of assistive technologies, in particular, customized wheelchair and seating technologies. Thank you for listening to this interview brought to you by the Assistive Technology Seating and Wheeled Mobility Special Interest Group. For more information on this special interest group and the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy, please visit the Academy website, www.neuropt.org. Thank you very much, Penny, for joining me.
1: Thank you, Barb, and the rest of the special interest group for the invitation.
0: So we will have some general questions to begin with. How long have you been a physical therapist?
1: Um, I have practiced for 45 years.
0: Wow, that's quite a <laughs> quite a career. At what point in your career did you become interested in assistive technology or in specialized wheelchair provision? After
1: I had practiced a number of years, um, I received an invitation uh, upon returning from China and adopting my second daughter um, here at Vanderbilt, I was offered the invitation to help out, if you will, in the wheelchair clinic. And um, it afforded me the opportunity to move from, uh, back in the day, they called it subacute practice. So I was doing inpatient practice, primarily with geriatrics, um, medically uh, complex patients in our subacute unit, which they've sort of gone away. And it gave me the opportunity to move to an outpatient setting. So as a single mom with two young children, that was attractive. But I have to tell you, it gave me great pause. I asked myself repeatedly, could I learn a new area of practice? And for me, it, it really was a new area of practice. And certainly, um, I had to um, get out my motivation and I said yes, for which there has been absolutely no looking back and um, although it's trite, I'm so glad I jumped off that cliff. <laughs>
0: Great. So what is your current practice setting? Can you describe where you work and what the setting is like? Sure. Um,
1: I work um, at the, within the Vanderbilt Bill Wilkerson Center, which is <laughs> uh, interesting, our um, hub for speech and language and hearing sciences. And I work in the neuro rehab hub for the Vanderbilt University Medical Center, which is called the Pi Beta Phi Rehabilitation Institute. And if it sounds like a sorority, it is because the Pi Phi's gave the seed money to start this clinic and they are tremendous supporters of this clinic. Uh, The clinic did not start out, just a little historical perspective, the clinic did not start out here. The clinic here at Vanderbilt was part of rehabilitation services and started, again, hold on to your hat, in 1985. And so it really was on the forefront and so started, in 1985 but in 2005 the department of rehab services which had um, come under the umbrella of orthopedics divorced us and as part of the divorce agreement i brought the adult seating and mobility clinic um, and i say um, pi beta phi adopted me and jenny robison took the pediatric component or division of the clinic to 100 hoax. And of note, I think that really was a fait accompli in that, as everybody knows, a children's hospital wants everything pediatric. So I think that part was a a fait accompli. But I moved um, here to Pi Beta Phi in 2005, and we've been going pretty strong since then.
0: Great. And you mentioned that you do primarily adult wheelchairs and and seating prescription, but what's your particular area of expertise or areas of expertise that you would consider in your clinic?
1: Well, that question gives me pause. Um, What do I say is my expertise and what do others say is my expertise? I would tell you that my patients and their caregivers um, tell me that working with ALS, um, patients with ALS, and helping them be the best they can be for as long as they can be um, is something that I have been able to contribute positively. I um, have no idea how I ended up having this be part of my anchor practice, but I am uh, deeply committed to this group of individuals who face this devastating disease. Um, so I I think I'll answer that question. Um, I would say, I would say that I'm fairly strong in the uh, medically complex and progressive neurologic diseases. Um, But you'll have to tally other people's opinion.
0: Okay, thank you very much. And what's your favorite activity outside of seating and mobility practice or outside of physical therapy completely, if you like?
1: (laughs) Well, I uh, love uh, cooking and entertaining. So we know that hasn't gotten much uh, investment in uh, 2020. Um, I love to read and garden. I love to be outside. I wish I could say I'm um, a full throttle hiker, Barb, like you. Mm -hmm. But I would like to get better at it. I, and of course, I love being with my uh, two daughters and two aging dogs that have a plan of care.
0: <laughs> Great. All right, thank you very much. So a little bit more in the specifics of uh, seating and wheelchair practice and how you how how one might get involved in case we have audience members who are interested in in getting involved. How do you think, um, people get involved or get started with the practice in the provision of wheelchairs and seating or how should they get started if they're interested?
1: I, I think this is the question that some of our um, colleagues and friends ask themselves all the time. How do we build capacity? I would ask our profession and the profession of, of OT and speech pathology, to take a look at individuals who, for a number of reasons, get passed over, who are disenfranchised, and what can we do to make this world a better place with this sense of inclusion What can we do to help people be the best we can be for as long as they can be? What can we do to include um, people? And I, I think that the spark has to come from when they see something either that works fantastic or isn't working. And for those individuals that want to roll up their sleeves and um, as they say in the South, have at it. Um, So I think mentoring um, is important and uh, proximity. I I just, I think you you have to see people who need um, seating and mobility to be able to
0: participate. Okay, great. And what kinds of, just again for our audience, what kinds of special uh, certifications or training are required or available for people who are interested in wheelchairs and seating?
1: I um, would highly advocate that people look at RESNA and look at the launch uh, part of the um, assistive technology professional or practitioner, that's a great launch. Um, I think that certainly there are advanced practice opportunities with the SMS credential that's also launched um, from RESNA. It, It is not critical, but I think it is important to be able to tell the public that uh, you recognize that a certification, if you will, um, uh, is um, a public demonstration of your commitment. But certainly, um, physical therapists, occupational therapists are, um, once they get the bug, uh, pursuing appropriate and holistic continuing education. And again, hooking up with a good mentor.
0: Great. And if you are interested in seating and uh, wheeled mobility practice, what are the different kinds of settings that you might be able to work in and still uh, participate in that practice somehow?
1: I think those are incredibly diverse. You could start a clinic and be in a private practice. That would be, I guess, on the minority end, and um, taking a look at our um, rehabilitation institutes and hubs for um, comprehensive rehabilitation. But certainly in skilled nursing uh, facilities, long term care home health. There's a tremendous need in home health. The last, um, A Tidbit that I knew that there were some counties in the state of Tennessee that did not have a resident physical therapist. So if we think about how important that is in terms of outreach services, Barb, as you know, you are uh, in the uh, formal education uh, arena and um, some of our colleagues work there. There are opportunities in research. So uh, lots of choices, um, some more established probably than others.
0: Great, thank you very much. And uh, what do you think that the APTA or the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy or even our relatively new uh, seating and wheel mobility SIG have available to support someone who's interested in? Um, seating and wheel mobility are interested in learning more
1: I um, first I want to give a bravo bravo to the trailblazers who have worked diligently uh, with uh, the uh, neurologic special interest group to get this subgroup I, I just think it's wonderful because APTA and AOTA um are very large and very public and visible um, organizations. So finding people like me is perhaps a bit is easier. Certainly, one of the uh, lifelines for me, because most of my practice here at Vanderbilt has been by myself, you know, sort of the lone Ranger has been the clinician task force, and what a great group um, uh, those uh, individuals are, um, and from all across the country, and helps one ground their perspective, uh, be prepared uh, for what might be coming down the line, as well as um, problem solving. I I would love to uh, encourage people who are interested, look for those hidden resources. Um, And those people who are far more well-traveled, there are um, international resources, uh, the ISWP, um, uh, the uh, Paralyzed Veterans Association. Um, Narts and RRTS. They are, uh, they I think are a, a bit less visible, but um, y- you can learn a lot uh, when you reach out and connect with those groups. So the options are there. It takes initiative to be able to get that professional connection.
0: That's wonderful, and we are. Uh, trying our best in the AT uh, special interest group to um, actually make some of those connections more easy for people on our website. So I encourage folks to visit our website. And if anyone else has thoughts or suggestions, um, email us and we'll add connections to any other organizations. But thank you very much for for indicating those organizations. And I think we have a lot of connections to them, but we will continue to make more. Um, So what challenges do you think there are to working in this uh, seating and wheel mobility field? I'm sure all fields have their challenges, right?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, And I don't think we can spend half a day talking about this, Barb. Uh, This is a heavy duty Uh, question. Um, I, I would say in the arena of healthcare, which is constantly under fire, under siege, um, uh, bashed, if you will, that the challenge is to, um, uh, Put on your hiking boots versus your flip-flops and get ready to jump through hoops. Um, the, The issues that face us are more than just telling or justifying. I'm telling you we're almost at the begging stage. And begging is okay if it's done professionally and with as Stephen Covey would say, with the end in mind, if it helps us garner those resources for those individuals that need complex uh, rehab technology. And as uh, you and I have talked about, um, building capacity. This area of practice needs people. (laughs) All kinds of people, all kinds of, of ages, uh, expertise, life experience, and energies to be able to continue to serve the people and their caregivers
0: um, for, uh, for, to help them be the best they can be. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, and what impact do you th- feel like you're having with your particular patients or the patients that you get to work with in this area?
1: um, maybe you should be asking them (laughs) about that. Um, I, I think, uh, my suppliers would tell you that, uh, if it takes a fight, I'm a good fighter. (laughs) What I tell my patients and their caregivers, I'm like a dog with a bone and I'm not going to give up. Um, so endurance, I guess, um, is, is one thing that uh, has an impact. I think, um, I guess I know this, that when you follow individuals through the lifespan and how fun is it that I actually have seen some people come through this clinic that I got to see when I first started and they were kiddos and Mm -hmm. now adults. Um, There's something about continuity. I think that um, individuals who need our services have conf- a bit more confidence in their practitioners who know me, who have seen me, who've worked with me. Now, that can't always be, but I think um, you and I and our colleagues would say there's good stuff, you know, involved in um, being a steady eddy.
0: Great. Thank you. What do you think the most gratifying or exciting or rewarding aspects of working in seating and wheeled mobility are?
1: Oh, um, well, I am fond of saying that um, Vanderbilt has the best patience. And so if you work with great people, um, you end up having great experience and sometimes, not all the times, it doesn't feel like work. Um, I, I think for me, what keeps me going, and I know people have probably about fainted and thought, how can somebody who's been a therapist for 45 years not need her own wheelchair? Um, but Ruth Pertillo, who is an ethicist in and a physical therapist, says that expert practice is defined as doing the right thing at the right time, and that has been a, um, a beacon of light um, and inspiration for me to continue to work toward at least the best we can get at that time with the resources that uh, we have and it's exciting to think that, that there's hope for the future. It's not an easy road but what area in healthcare is easy. I, I don't see anybody sitting around uh, doing their nails. <laughs>
0: Great. All right. So just a few more questions. Thank you very much for sharing all of this life experience with our podcast audience. What lessons have you learned that you'd like to share with people who are first starting out and interested in getting involved?
1: um effective listening listening with an openness of head and heart to to what the end user or caregiver is saying not i i think that's one of the most powerful lessons and I have taken up asking my patients and their caregivers, um, did we listen? And nobody has said yet that I didn't, but um, I guess, you know, that's sort of um, um, yet to be seen. the um, the other thing is that um, uh we cannot fix everything and that takes some maturation in your in your practice and we cannot always prevent bad things from happening and the other thing is I've taken to saying out loud is to my patients and their caregivers that uh, you are a card-carrying adult and this is my advice and there's a trash can over here. And if you don't like it and you do not agree with it, then there's the trash can. So while there's some humor in there, there is some sincerity to be able to uh, convey that you have respect or that individual whether you agree with it or not.
0: Great. What do you hope to see in the future of our uh, physical therapy profession or the professions involved in seating and wheel mobility? You talked about developing new uh, re- new people to come into the field but are there other things you hope to see in the future? Um,
1: certainly um, I, um, I hope that, regardless of what area people um, practice, that they don't attempt to make everything a recipe, everything um, uh, a canned, um, pre-made. Um, cookie that you just cut off the same squares and put it in the oven, that we continue to respect individuals and support uh, those individuals. The other thing is, as as you and I have experienced, this is not any, er- any area where you see experts, practicing, it is not a clock in and clock out. And while I have great respect for work-life balance, uh, not that I would say I've always had that, um, but to accept, embrace that um, it, it takes, uh, it takes time. And I read something recently that I'll, um, leave you with that um, the f- our future pra- our, our young and future practitioners need to innovate intelligently. And intelligence and means intellect means problem solving and uh, we need to be intelligent and embrace problem solving.
0: Wonderful. thank you so much. And our final question, what questions should I have asked you that I didn't know enough to ask? Barb Crane, you
1: asked everything. (laughs) You asked everything. I am, uh, this has been my pleasure and my privilege. And how great is it that um, uh, somebody with, so many years of experience, still loves the profession um, and has um, enjoyed, I've worked hard, uh, who hasn't, um, but still really loves the profession. And I love um, uh, that this interface between a living, breathing entity a changing entity has an interface with inan- inanimate seating and mobility. And that fascination is super.
0: Well, wow, thank you so much, Penny, for your time and for your wonderful information. And thank you to our audience for listening to this interview brought to you by the Assistive Technology Seating and Wheeled Mobility Special Interest Group. Again, for more information about this SIG or about the Academy of Neurologic Physical Therapy, please visit our website, www.neuropt.org.